Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always, as we continue with our player review slash preview series for this offseason and finishing up with the defense with the most interesting topic we've talked about so far. I mean, this is one of the greatest players to ever wear an abs uniform. In my opinion, one of the greatest players to, to really ever lace them up, Jack Johnson. We are so blessed to have this man on our team and to have had him for two seasons. We didn't think we didn't think we'd have him last year. But he came back. He came back. See, they say if you love something, you set it free. And if it comes back, it's meant to be. And it was. Still one of the biggest turnarounds for a player's uh, reputation uh, the, when he came to the abs. Because it wasn't three years ago when we found out that Jack Johnson was getting to PTO and everyone was like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah, there, like, there is literal recorded audio evidence of me being like, what the genuine fuck? are we doing yep. this is the worst player in the nhl and you should not even look in his general direction let alone sign him to any sort of co- score in his first game yeah and he's he is it just is another testament to how good the abs scouting stuff is because before he came to the abs his career looked like it was over after the rangers just scratched him like that like that's the, the one that just makes me think like they're just like psychics or something because what could you have possibly seen in jack johnson over the last three seasons that you're like you know what there's still something here because there wasn't i watched a lot of jack johnson before he was on this team out of like a joke just to i watched rangers games to watch jack johnson and he was horrible like unironically terrible on in like every asset and he was hurt most of that season and in Pittsburgh he was overpaid and that ruined his reputation I have never done a harder 180 on a player than I have for for Jack Johnson I want nothing more than this man to succeed I love him with all my heart there's not a player you want to succeed more and he he's just such a likable guy too so awesome Jack Johnson is just awesome he, he is. He's just a cool dude. And he, like you said, he left at the beginning of the year to go play with the Chicago uh, Blackhawks. And I don't know why he left. Um, he goes there, plays 50 games. Um, he's basically a top pair defenseman with Chicago. And it results in him being 
minus 25. He got uh-huh. caved in Chicago. He yeah. got absolutely caved in with the Blackhawks, where he was actually playing like over 20 minutes a game paired with Seth Jones yeah. and just, just getting absolutely stopped. It looked like his career was done at that point. He'd won his cup with the Az. I mean, I, I campaigned for him to retire. Just be like, dude, it doesn't get better than this. Yeah. You won the cup. You can go out on top. He got almost a million bucks from the Blackhawks. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. He comes back, I believe it like half retained, didn't he? Didn't they retain half on him? So he, yeah, he did. Was he retained? I don't even remember. I don't think he was. Yeah. Cause now I remember, actually, I don't think he was, but even still it was nine fifty. who cares? Yeah. And then he comes back this year because last year, he just continues to absolutely baffle us because every time he's on this team, he's perfectly fine. And last year, since we acquired him, like rock solid, came in immediately. And again, we're thinking about, do do you actually scratch Eric Johnson for this guy? Because Jack is just doing everything right. And if he didn't get hurt before the playoffs, that would have been the case. Yep, 100%. that, That was, it was going to be Eric Johnson getting scratched in those games against Seattle, but Jack got hurt in warmups, I believe, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. It was warmups. Yeah. It was warmups he got hurt. So yeah. <sighs> Jesus, man. Um it goes back to the point though of Jack Johnson, since he's been a member of the Abs, has been rock solid. But he's another year older, another year slower. And even though I think he still has something left in the tank, I'm not comfortable with him being our sixth defenseman. Yeah, and you and you really shouldn't be. Even yeah. if you're getting last year's Jack Johnson, you shouldn't be super cozy with like, yep, that's the plan for 82 games is Jack Johnson. He's he's up there, man. He is now 36 and going to be 37 halfway through this season. It's a guy who, before he was here, did struggle a lot in the roles that he was given. But ever since he's been here, there's just so few things to complain about with him. Right. He just does all the things he's been at. I mean, I remember the first season we had him and we were having the same conversation in March of like, how do you take Jack Johnson out of the lineup for anybody as the sixth defenseman? Like, yeah, Eric Johnson, it's not like he's playing bad, but Jack Johnson is playing his role essentially perfectly. He's doing everything we're asking of him. Yeah, he. I imagine he'll do the same thing this year. It's just we saw in the playoffs, like even as good as he was in the regular season, the year we won the cup, there was a reason why he wasn't in the lineup and we saw it. He was playing. He was playing after Gerard got hurt, but basically the abs were playing with five defensemen. Uh, so he's going to be a good regular season option, but you need someone I think to cover his ass in the playoffs. Right. And again, like I think Jack Johnson works as a stopgap where you play him for half of the season and throw him in there just to rotate guys through and rest people one night, throw Jack in another night and just make sure you're not getting too stagnant. But it's also funny because after we traded England for him, he came in and like kind of stabilized the defense yeah. a little bit and gave us a very important bottom pair body on this team. Those two goals that he scored last year are probably some of my favorite moments from last season yep. just as a whole because they came out of nowhere and like in quick succession where he just suddenly turned into a goal scorer again. That is – it's – it just cracks me up because he couldn't even sniff in that, and then he gets two with the abs. And he he scored three goals in his in his tenure with the abs, and all three are just some of the highlights Incredible. of your life. I don't think there will ever be a better goal 
than Jack Johnson going top shelf backhand on a breakaway. Yeah. First first goal of the season. It was sick, man. He, he, he was he has those hands, bro. He's still got those silky. I, I don't think I will ever see a funnier or even better goal than that. Show yeah. me 20 minutes of Connor McDavid highlights, and I don't care. No, no, no goal McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews, anyone will ever score will be better than that Jack Johnson goal ever. I think it's a fair, a fair assumption. It's you you feel the same way about Jack Johnson, the way I feel about Curtis McDermott. And that's, that's fine. Yours is potentially a better player than mine. My story, um, but the story with Jack Johnson means just better. Cause there's a whole yeah. episode. There's like a 50 minute episode of me being like, what the fuck? Why are we doing this? Yeah. What if we ever got Jack on the show, it'd be like, I heard you guys talking shit. No, we changed, bro. We changed. We're changed men, Jack. Give us a chance. There's, well, now there's also video evidence of me when he's passing by on the cup. Like you recorded this video of me. Yeah. Jack. Well, it was Jack and Curtis both on the float yeah. at the same time, man. And we both lost our shit and everyone's around us. Is like, we haven't even seen McKinnon or Ranston or McGar. And these guys hey, are freaking is, out this about is, this is like the 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 down momentum bus where it's like yeah. those two guys. And we're like, oh my god. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. It it was uh it was a blast, but getting back to Jack on the ice, I it's tough to predict what his season's going to be. Um, I, I think he plays more games than we're anticipating him to. I would not shock me at least he plays like 65-70. But in a perfect season, Jack Johnson doesn't leave that third pair. Right. But I imagine he's going to play some top four minutes eventually in this season. You would imagine so. At the very least, just with the injury history of this team, it's inevitable that he's going to climb a little higher in the lineup than I think we're going to be comfortable with. But again, Jack Johnson, just for whatever reason, just clicks on this team. Just this defensive system and playing with Jared Bednar and playing with the guys on this team, it just for whatever reason works. We've we saw an immediate change in Chicago he was not good. There's no two ways about it. He was terrible with them. He comes to Colorado, goes on the third pair, and for 25 games, perfectly fine. And that's what all you need out of a out of a sixth defenseman. Like he's just going to be rock solid. He's making the league minimum this year. So it's not like he's costing you an arm and a leg. So if you end up scratching that guy, who gives a fuck? Like you're paying him league min money. So I think he ends up playing a lot more than we're anticipating, but it still goes back to the point. The Avs are going to add a defense, another defenseman at some point. Like, hey, it's hey, just unless you need Jack to. plays out of his mind, then. But I don't do. He's he's just so old. he's old now. Like you can't and like hope for much more than what he's already given you. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN to bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or fit or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. 
in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per game. Eligible opt-in required. Max bet 50. 10 leg reg for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. Now, back to the episode. That's I mean, like, like they're really running the gambit with this right now because like, yeah. he's been good. But how much can you squeeze out of that before it's just not there anymore? Right. And that's the scary part because it feels like we've already squeezed it pretty fucking dry with what he's given us lately. If you told me like when he was signed to that PTO, like how much we would have actually gotten out of this, like my mind would be blown. It'd be blown. And you you just hope that it can, can continue. But there is going to be a point where he goes back to the Jack Johnson that was in New York and was in Pittsburgh. Right. And I mean, also, to be fair, he was playing way increased roles there. Yeah. Pittsburgh, he was signed to be a top four defenseman with significant top four money. Just isn't that. And it, with New York, it was kind of the same thing. He's, he's not that. He comes to Colorado. They give him bottom six money or bottom pair money, I mean. And he is that, I suppose. But there comes a certain point where Father Time is undefeated, and now Jack Johnson's getting up there. And again, if the plan is number six on this team, I love Jack. I just don't see how that can work right now. I really think the 6D man is going to be a platoon. Because I I think what happens with Jack Johnson is he plays good in the regular season, but he doesn't have the stamina to continue that in the playoffs. So if you can keep Jack Johnson around like 60 games and he gets just scheduled off days and it's what Curtis McDermott, Sam Malinsky, Brad Hunt, just a rotation of guys coming in. I think that would work. It's just, I don't know if this team's going to be in the position to do that because they're probably going to need Jack Johnson to play. Right. It's like, yeah, you, you can do that. And yeah, maybe Malinsky comes in and impresses and can take some pressure off those guys. Just it's it's not great. It's not really what you're looking for. But also it's like, well, just go sign someone. I mean, if you even if you do go out and sign Ethan Bear, it's not available till December, which I guess yeah. is fine. It doesn't really matter till later in the season anyway. Like and maybe maybe that is what they're doing right now. I don't know. Maybe it is the plan to just have Jack Johnson play full-time until December and then you bring in Ethan bear and that's what you do instead. But yeah, like this is a question that's not really relevant to Jack Johnson, but it's been driving me crazy. Like if you could do like franchise mode and turn off injuries, what team would win the Stanley cup every year? The abs. Yeah. That's what I think too. Like it's because you look at it and it's like, yeah, Carolina had some injuries last year. Boston didn't really have that many. Like it's, It'd be really cool if you could turn off injuries and just be like, okay, Jack Johnson, you're going to play half the season. And then when the playoffs come, you're going to be fresh and we'll put you in as a sixth. Cause that's an ideal world. Like he'd still be fresh enough to play. So it's just, it, that's not the way it's going to work because I imagine what's going to happen is a top four D man's going to get hurt. Jack Johnson's going to have to fill in those shoes and it's going to be a repeat of what we've seen the past two playoff seasons where he just runs out of gas, man. Yeah. Is this ever, my concern with Jack Johnson this season just have nothing to do with him at all. 
Like I, I know he's going to be fine in the lineup. I don't have those concerns about him anymore. It's just this defense just needs a little more depth. They just, they just need one more guy and someone to stick in front of Jack Johnson because he does not have the leg speed anymore. You can argue he never really had the speed at all when he's been in the NHL, but now it's even less than that. He has the IQ to stick around on this defense. He has enough left to play at the NHL level. But again, if the plan is number six, you are really running the, the gambit with that. Because like you said, someone's going to get hurt on the defense. Someone over the course of the season is going to get hurt. And that is going to completely destroy the depth of this defense unless Jack Johnson rewinds the clock 10 years. Yeah, rewinds the clock 10 years. And it's it's just... I, I, I know... It's weird to say, like, you know that Jack Johnson's going to be good, but you almost don't want him to be good because you just need someone to be more depth wise. And it's like you're playing Russian roulette with him. It really is like you've there's still one bolt in the chamber that's eventually going to kill you. And we've been lucky these first two ones where it hasn't hit. It's eventually going to come and it's going to kill you. Right. And it's just whether it's through trade at the deadline or now we're signing an Ethan Bear. I see the thing is I think Jack Johnson's better than Ethan Bear. Like I think he'd get in the lineup over Bear. I think Bear is better, in my honest opinion. But even still, it does like it doesn't matter because I don't even know if they have the money to even sign Mm -hmm. Ethan Bear, who had two million bucks last year and is a solid defenseman. But like even even then, like are we bringing Nick Holden back for a reunion? Oh, he was bad last year, no. Yeah, that's like that's what I mean. Like, because you got that and Alex Edler. Libor Hajak, you want to you give Libor Hajak a go? Because I, I don't. That would have been funny. I, the, a guy who got moved recently, like I think Labushkin would have been a nice ad if you could have snagged that one. Yeah, I think Labushkin plays more left, but I think Jack can play left too. So yeah. But I mean, th- that would just be another good depth defenseman piece to add. Yeah, because like there's just there's just not much left. And you look at Sam Malinsky. Maybe he can come in and maybe he can do something. I, th- I think they're kind of praying for that right now. Yeah. I mean, th- that's really where this team's at now with the cap situation is that's how this is going to have to work is you better hope that some of these young kids turn out to be good and that Jack Johnson can keep going for another year. Yeah. You're certainly hoping that's the case, but I feel like at a certain point when you're talking about Jack Johnson, like there's only so much you can really say. Yeah. Give a season a grade. In his time with the abs, considering his role, I'd, I'd give him an A minus. Honestly, I mean, I'm at a B plus. Yeah, B plus. B, that's why I'm at to B plus to A minus somewhere in the middle there. There really is no middle for that. But considering his role and what my expectations were again with him coming back in the bottom pair role, I, I thought he was great. I thought he excelled in it. And if he didn't get hurt going into the playoffs, like literally in warmups, I mean, he stole Eric Johnson's job. He was ahead of him on the depth chart. Yeah, I would not have. He, he even though he did that the year before at certain points, I would not have predicted he would have done that again. I thought he exceeded my expectations. I'm willing to put him in an A minus. Yeah, I'm gonna go B plus just because it, it's it was a solid season from him, and I think that's just what we've come to expect with Jack Johnson is just solid. Yeah, just a solid player who I think is gonna be good on the bottom pair of the season, whether that is full time or half of the time with him. He's going to be decent. Yep. At least I hope so. Fingers crossed, at least. Yeah, because I feel I feel like now it would be cruel irony that now that like I'm on board fully with Jack Johnson and expect him to be decent. Now is the year where it's going to all go downhill. 
you know that's probably going to happen, right? Probably. Yeah. You know what? Because hockey is cruel. It's a bitch. But we love her. Yep. I love. I love me some Jack Johnson, and I, yeah. I hope that he kills it again this season. And that's. I, I think he will. It's just having him as the sixth defenseman is a little scary. Yeah, it's scary. There's no two ways about it. It's it. It makes me nervous yeah. a little bit. And maybe I just haven't learned my lesson with Jack Johnson. I just shouldn't be. Just trust him. Trust trust old JJ. I still I still just if he could come on the show, I feel like he'd be one of the most interesting people to interview. I lo- I would love to just talk to Jack Johnson for even for like, like his uh, life story. Like, dude, your parents stole all your money. How the fuck did that happen, dude? I don't think that'd be the first question we'd ask. No, him. no, 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 no. I mean, I wouldn't ask him that. But it's like, dude, you've had a crazy life. Like, like how are you still like playing hockey? Like. Cause he's not on social media. So maybe that's like the benefit of being old. Like, you know, he's not on social media. Yeah. Probably just way smarter than any of us. Yeah. His brain's not melted. Right. And he's a Stanley cup champ. Stanley cup champ. Something Hall of Famer. Can, question. Mark. Something you can never <laughs> take away from Jack Johnson drafted in 2005, I believe from the hurricanes and had a long strenuous career. And I think he got, was he traded off of the Kings the year they won the cup? Yes. So I think he was. So he's had a long, pretty stressful career, almost ended as a joke, comes to Colorado, is solid on a cup winning team, has his name on the cup, has a ring and coming back for another kick at the can. And again, I just want him to do so well more than anything. Agreed. And he's a Michigan boy. So that's why I always like Jack J. Yep. Doesn't hurt either, but I've, I've got really nothing else. Nope. I got nothing else for him either, man. We love you, Jack. Yeah, so you, you can tell we're kind of getting down to it on this this series of the, the off-season review stuff. But the next time you hear from us, we are going to be moving on to the goalies. We're going to be putting Georgiev and Frankie into one episode. We're going to be talking about them both. And I think that one's going to be interesting. We've had our be a fun one. about Georgiev and Frankie so far this season. Probably like the third time we've had an episode about them this off-season. But we're getting down to the end here. We're going to have the goalies. We're going to have the arrivals where we're going to talk about Miles Wood. We're going to talk about Drew Ann, Colton, and Johansson. We're going to talk about all of them on the same episode. We're going to have our departures episode and figure out everything else from there. But we're, we're kind of getting down to it right now. Yeah. And Training camp starts in like three weeks. Yeah. Like I think veterans will be back like a month from now. Like yep. a, very, a month from when we're recording. When we're recording. It'll by the time you're hearing this, close. who knows when? Yeah. Much closer by the time you're hearing this. But even still. We're getting close. It's we're August. There, man. It's, late. it's late August already. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be getting back to this pretty pretty soon. But that is gonna do it for us on this edition of the Teledabs of this podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you also very much for tuning in. You can use promo code Teledabs it is on SeatGeek for twenty dollars off your first order of fifty dollars or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYums and HL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore belay, and you can follow the show at tell it as it is but again thank you all very much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time but until then let's go abs